Coming up, Clubhouse, abandoning books, cartoons and live action movies, and internships on Mars. All that and more on this episode of For or Against. Just old friends on the podcast, we build a defense on ridiculous topics. Are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, the show is immense. So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence, man. We debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self driving cars. You listening now to For or Against? So turn the volume up, this is For or Against. Hello and welcome to For or Against, a podcast for new friends produced by old friends. I'm your host, Mike McFadden. Today's show will cover it all, from cyberspace to outer space to space jam. Also, I want to talk about books. Joining me today are Mike Winan, Pat Lothian, and Rob Silver. Hello, friends. Hi. Hello, friends. And Hi, hello. the books part. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what that means, but hello, guys. Glad to have you here. Um, let's start with our weekly update, starting with Michael Winand, who took a week off uh, for reasons that you may give us an update on now. <laughs> well, this time last week, I uh, I had just gotten my power back. I didn't have any water. I uh, went three days without power and four days without water. Uh, and my house got to like 38 degrees. So that's what happens when you're completely abandoned by all levels of government from local <laughs> on to, uh, to national. So your house was the temp was the same temperature as my refrigerator. There you go. Yeah. It was, it was not a good time. Would not recommend, but, uh, everything's back and, uh, it's 80 degrees today. So, uh, uh happy to be back. Glad to hear that. Good. News. Uh, and thanks Patrick for the kind words you gave me in the middle of, uh, the last Aww. episode. I love Good vibes you, appreciated. <laughs> Better friend than Mike and I. Mm-hmm. All right, Pat, what's going on with you? Um, well, last week we talked about digital collectibles, and McFadden and I both bought some Street Fighter cards that were released. Because <laughs> we're cool. We're very cool. And some guy or lady uh, bought one for me from me uh, for $172. So that what did you bling, pay for bling. originally? I paid $30 for three packs and I've sold like $220 so forth so far. So it's, so you can't lose. Sounds like it's a perfect market. Yeah. (laughs) Rob, what's going on with you? Well, I wanted to issue, I guess what would be in the apologies and corrections segment of the show, even though I'm not really sorry for anything I'm not really correcting anything. But I did change my opinion. So last week we talked about uh, cosmetic surgery. And I think, you know, I was against mostly. And I think McFadden made a good point. You know, part of my premise was that for a lot of people, they're trying to correct something that maybe is rooted in um, how they feel about themselves uh, on the inside rather than how they look on the outside. But McFadden made, I think, a really good point that that's not really always true. That is sometimes true. But certainly there are cases where like, the McFadden. other three of us all said that. <laughs> no, no, but <laughs> McFadden, it on McFadden. In, McFadden <laughs> articulated it in a way that made me ponder it after the show. And you guys didn't do that. So McFadden, <laughs> McFadden talked about like how his nose is slightly asymmetrical. I talked about how I have this bump on my nose. I think for both Mike and me, neither of us have our, are super self-conscious about it. Right. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? But if like down the line, it made sense to just like, fix it i'm not like emotionally attached to it one way or the other but i could see that happening and not like that wouldn't be rooted in like uh an emotional thing for me so that was part of it but But what's best to look at rob 
<laughs> you tell that me. Was, Do you like the bump or you, not? <laughs> it's all about what what to look at. But I'm not looking at my nose. You guys are. <laughs> but there was one other I, thing. I, I believe it was to view. To view. Yes. Was yes. To the view. view yes. Um, for the so viewer. The, for the viewer, I think they would prefer that I don't have this bump on my nose. But at the same time, I think noses have a lot of character to them. So I'm actually generally against anyone doing anything to the nose because I think noses are interesting. But maybe that's not the the adjective you want to use for a nose. I'm not going to kink shame you. People can do what they want, <laughs> Robert. There, but there was one other thing I thought of that put me over the edge of So I, now I'm for cosmetic surgery. Again, as long as it's rooted in a place of you know knowing why you're doing it. We put braces on children at a very young age, braces for their teeth. And I know that's not necessarily surgery, but it's basically the parents saying, um, I want to alter my eight-year-old's appearance because most nice. braces are for cosmetic <laughs> purposes, not for anything that needs to be done. And so like, yeah, like who, who like, do we care about putting braces on kids? It's fine. And there's no like deep emotional reason for that. It's just like, oh, we want to straighten their teeth. So I think for me, that kind of fit in the same vein as what McFadden was talking about. Like, hey, you, you make an adjustment. My nose is asymmetrical. Let's make it more symmetrical. My teeth are a little crooked. Let's make them a little bit straighter. So I, I changed my, my opinion. Well, I love that uh, last week's 90-minute episode still had 10 more minutes left. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, glad to have you back, Mike. Uh, my, my update is that I, unlike Pat, did not have uh, success selling my Street Fighter cards on the secondary market, uh, but I feel that the price I paid was worth the lessons learned. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now it's time to play for against. One of us will present a topic. The rest of us will analyze, discuss, and argue about it, and then we'll decide if we are for or against that topic. Uh, this week, Mr. Mike Winan is going to kick things off. What do you have for us? I have for us the latest and greatest in social media technology, the new app called Clubhouse. We spend most of our life uh, in social media, it seems, these days, connecting with friends and others and strangers. This new uh, new app is, is all the rage. Clubhouse is, uh, is essentially the party line of the 70s and 80s, only in app form. Uh, you join Clubhouse and you create rooms where you can chat with others in essentially what is a big conference call. It's audio only. There are no pictures, there's no videos, or really even text. It's just audio. You can leave rooms and, and join rooms. There's going to be lots of people in rooms, public rooms, private rooms. It, it's essentially Zoom calls, but without having to worry about uh, what you're wearing. Um, this wasn't a very popular app uh, until about two months ago when, when Mike McFadden's uh, hall pass, uh, Elon Musk, uh, shouted it out on his Twitter feed <laughs> and, uh, and had a chat with uh, Kanye West. Uh, and so now Clubhouse is all the rage and has been valued at approximately $1 billion, even though having not existed for a year. Uh, you guys are, are, are cultural, uh, cultural elites and, and really want to get into this thing, but I really want to say that you probably couldn't join Clubhouse if you wanted to, because Clubhouse is exclusive. Every member of Clubhouse gets two invites that they can offer to other people, and that's the only way that you can join. Who did you give your invites to, McFadden? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I also have gotten invites to this before, but from my boss, who's a really <laughs> who's kind of a nerd. So that's the kind of kind of people who have it. So uh, I want to hear from Mike McFadden, a known Clubhouse user, uh, what he <laughs> thinks of it. 
All right. Thank you. Uh, well, Pat, to answer your question, I have not uh, relinquished my invitations yet. Um, Bill, I will not be giving them to you because it's not available on Android. Um, it is an iPhone <laughs> oh, only app at true. this point. So I would, uh, I would have gotten an iPhone for it, but I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'll give you my invitation. Um, so I have uh, been a, a clubhouse member now for uh, the better part of a month. Sounds very and, snooty of you. I've been a clubhouse member. Elon Musk member. give it to you? Elon himself did not give it to me. Um, I think he had uh, doesn't know who the hell I am. <laughs> yeah, because I'm certain of that. Um, I, I received uh, my invitation from uh, sometime co-hosts uh, co-host Courtney Mueller's brother, Robbie Mueller. He invited me onto the platform, and um, I have spent maybe twenty five to thirty five minutes on it in total. Uh, there was really only one other person at the time that I like recognized from my contact list. Uh, it's a, a friend of mine, Corey Luckett. Um, and we entered into a, a clubhouse room, but it was just the two of us. So it was, it was just a phone call. <laughs> it happened to take place on clubhouse. And uh, it it was nice to catch up with him and enjoy the conversation. But so far, the app has brought me no value. Um, I've tried to think about you know, we uh, as podcasters are, you know, in this audio medium, is there a way to leverage Clubhouse, you know, for the show? And having given it some thought, I've determined that no, I don't think so. I think these are totally separate things and they're unrelated. Uh, I gained uh, next to no value um, from Clubhouse, uh, from the Clubhouse features, I should say. I'd want to say that my conversation to with my friend Corey was uh, valueless. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. But again, that could have taken place on a phone call, a Zoom call, a anything else. Nothing that Clubhouse is supposed to do really did anything for me. I don't think I'm going to be spending much time in Clubhouse. I, I would be happy to change my opinion if I, you know, am, am If proven. they pay you. <laughs> if they pay me, if there's some other reason that I, I find to be on there. Um, so I think I am at this moment against it. It's given me nothing, but I've given it a whirl. I'm against. Patrick Lothian, what do you think of Clubhouse? Um, I'm pretty sure this app is my nightmare. <laughs> um, it sounds, I mean, basically exactly like Discord, which is a chat app for uh, gaming mostly. Uh, I, I, joined a room in discord once um and people were talking and i felt very uncomfortable <laughs> i was just listening to their conversation and i didn't want to say anything because i'm an introvert and then i left um and it just it does not seem like a thing for me <laughs> like i i'm not i don't even like love parties where there's a lot of people i don't know because i'd rather just be chatting with the people i know so if i'm going to chat with the people i know You'll There's, just do it on a podcast with them. <laughs> a podcast or other apps or video. Like the, the biggest thing I don't like is that it's audio only. I get that like maybe some people would want to do audio only sometimes, but I find it very hard. Well, first of all, no one likes conference calls. They suck. Um, and a big part of that is when you can't see people and there's like 20 people, you never know when you're going to be able to talk when people are done talking. You you have cues. Like when I'm looking at the four of you, I could see somebody lean in and I could tell, oh, he wants to talk next. So then I don't talk. And uh, I, I can't imagine that these are like super helpful. And there's other apps like House Party that my wife uses with her friends where you it'll actually ding you if somebody 
opens up the app and you can see when people are chatting and you can join them. So it's the same kind of thing, but it's video and you could do audio only. So I, I, I find this a useless app. I don't know why it exists. I'm a four. Four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's two against Robert. I discord with you last week or this week. I don't know. Ago, Time yeah. is flat circle. We, we chatted on discord. Would you uh, ever chat with me on, uh, on why this do, app? Why do you guys chat on Discord? Uh, I, I don't just 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 Felt for like fun. Chatting. Yeah, you have another <laughs> podcast that's on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually have. Uh, I use Clubhouse. I'm on it right now. I've had been on it for a couple weeks now, and it's weird because nobody invited me. I just <laughs> signed up, and it said, uh, "Cool, thanks for your interest, but you're not in right now because no one invited you." And then, like three minutes later, some uh, a friend who I haven't spoken to in a decade. I got a notification that's like this friend just bumped you to the front of the line. You're, you're now in. So I guess he oh, just that's what me. Robbie Mueller did for me too. Yeah. Mm. That's kind of cool. So I liked that. That felt like I was a VIP in some way. Uh, I think I, I'm for clubhouse. I actually do have some similar feelings to you, Pat and Mike, where I don't think it's all the way there yet. Um, but I am interested to see where it goes. I think part of the problem, right? So, so far I've been in a couple rooms. I'm listening to people talk about technology or foreign affairs. And I think there's something interesting to that, but I don't think the app right now is intuitive enough to find the live conversations happening around the topics that I care about. Like there, there are ways to search, but not a great way to be like, I want to, I want to see who's talking about, you know, um, the, the COVID crisis at this moment. And like, it doesn't go to, two smart economists and infectious disease experts talking about the relationship between COVID and the economy. Like that would be interesting if like I could find those types of conversations really easily. And Robbie, I got to ask, a good way to do that. did you turn on push notifications for the app? Yes. And so I'm getting a lot of notifications from people that I know or like kind of know, because I'm not even following that many people, but this is a lot of suggestions on rooms that I might like, and they're usually wrong. Yeah, I got like just bombarded with suggestions and there wasn't a single one where I was like, hey, that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> they, and so that's why not. that's why I totally get where you're coming from. I don't think it's all the way there yet. I see the potential for them to perfect it because for me, even though Pat, you don't love the audio aspect, we're all on a podcast and you know, I know when you're listening to it, you're not chiming in. But honestly, a lot of these rooms are like listening to a live podcast because the truth is for most of these rooms, you're really not gonna have 20 people talking over each other you might have four people talking and then an audience of a hundred or a thousand listening in on that conversation. And I think that's where there's a lot of potential value is, Oh, like I want to hear like Chicago booth has a well-known professor named Austin Goolsby. He's an economics expert that served under president Obama. Like if Austin Goolsby got up with a panel of other economic experts tonight, just to talk about like the moves that the fed is making right now, I'd be like, Oh, if he just decided to do that and there was a way for me to know that that was happening, that could be kind of an interesting conversation to listen on if that's what I was interested in. And if so only there are ways to like record conversations and put them uh, up later, and maybe even <laughs> cut down to the best parts of the conversations. That'd be great. If only. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's called an, an, the news, maybe. <laughs> or a podcast or any <laughs> recorded medium. So, so I, I get what you're saying. We live in an environment where you just want the nuggets of the best stuff. But I think there's something interesting about listening to experts, like have discussions with other experts and that find some nuggets in there that might not be condensed into that news bite. All right. Well, once again, Rob is wrong and Patrick and Mike are right. <laughs> uh, this is not a good app. 
Um, <laughs> uh, the thing that about it that people really like is the exclusivity that you can that some people are in and other people are not. Uh, the same thing. I don't know if you guys remember the same thing happened when when Spotify came to the U.S. It was the same deal. Uh, my friend Kalani Mann gave me a tiny token at Pitchfork in like 2010 that I had to put in uh, to get Spotify. Uh, and at that point. Uh, I didn't use it after that because I was oh I was in the club. But the thing about Spotify is it's a good app and it has a, all the music ever recorded on it, and it's a good thing. Once you get past the uh, the exclusivity of this, uh, there's not a lot behind it. Um, it to, as to Rob's point, where it's conversations that may be worth my time, it may not be worth my time. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the the value of time a little bit, I think, when we get to Mike McFadden's topic in a second. Uh, but this is not worth it. Clubhouse, I'm against. And I'll also add, even though there's the element of exclusivity, it's actually getting like really quickly becoming not exclusive. Because and then what do you have? Be- so these <laughs> invites, as you roll them out to more people, it's like exponential At- growth. Literally. Linear growth. Yeah. And so it it's very quickly becoming open to... And if you just really want to get in enough you'll get an invite pretty easily yeah so so i remember when facebook in 2006 was like the coolest thing in the world was because you know only some schools had it It was all college-based you had to be a college student with an edu address and some schools had it some didn't when my school got it it was like a big deal but now facebook is the lamest place in the universe which i feel is only the fate for clubhouse (laughs) (laughs) Pat just got a second friend recently, guys. <laughs> it is interesting really quickly because even though you are all against Clubhouse, at the same time, you have like three other social media giants rushing to build their own version of Clubhouse like right now. I think Twitter's trying to build one. Uh, Facebook. Because they have infinite one. money. They're like, oh, if I throw $40 million at this, I'll just put this out of business. Yeah. But it does make fine. sense. It does make sense to like integrate it into a place where connections already exist. You know, like you could reply to somebody's tweet and then be like, hey, let's talk about this now. And then you join, mm-hmm. you know, a Twitter space and then all of your followers can see that you're now having this conversation. To me, that makes sense. It's just you're trying to like build. I feel like Clubhouse is an interesting feature, but not its own social mm-hmm. network. Mm-hmm. And it's the same kind of thing I. Th- thought like I have no problem that there's audio only and it might make sense for some conversations to be audio only. I just think it's kind of weird that it's only audio because that's only that's, fits that's some situation. I get Facebook it. for Ogos. Uh, all right well let's move along uh we're gonna go to my topic now uh and as mike was teasing uh, this does have to do um perhaps uh, with the the notion of the value of time the topic is abandoning books before you finish reading them and uh, this topic was brought to me by my dear wife michelle mcfadden and she i should state um is a sixth grade english language arts teacher so she's uh, perhaps coming from this with a slightly different perspective um you know, uh, of, of me, who's not a sixth grade English language arts teacher, I'm going to start off by saying that I am for abandoning books. Um, if I start reading a book and I don't like it, I stop reading that book. Uh, though I did used to feel compelled to get all the way through the book and not move on to another book until I was done. Uh, my book reading habits have drastically changed. I listen to a lot of audio books, um, and I, I have probably two or three books going uh, concurrently right now that I switch between depending upon how I am feeling. Um, but 
I'm curious to know, guys, when you start a book, do you feel compelled to finish it? I would like to start with Robbie. Sorry, real uh, quick, McFadden, I have a question for you. Um, yes. uh, do you do you use any of those apps that like make a book real short and read it to you? Um, I have uh, I have a, an app on my phone called Hoopla, which is connected with my local public library, and um, they have a lot of audiobooks. But like a lot of them are summaries of audiobooks, and I've tried them, and I like them if I I, I like them if I've already read or listened to the full length book and want to okay. like refresh my memory. But I don't like a for in most cases the summary version of a book patrick Prime you want to what listening to a book at 3x speed is it fast enough you want to shorten the book <laughs> the, the 3x this might be a thing about you not about the book i want to hear from robbie though week. i want to hear this the, the robbie's first, opinion on my topic, the, the not, first, not well, topic. I, i'm going to answer past question and then i'll go back to <laughs> topic so Great, the first hijacked the first audiobook i ever listened to was moneyball maybe 10 years ago and I, I liked it, but I was disappointed that at the after listening to it, I then realized I had listened to the abridged version and it was like a quarter of the length of the original. That's and funny. so I felt like something was taken away from me, like I was missing out. Like the book was written a certain way for a reason. And so I feel like those abridged versions don't do justice to what the author's intent was. Um, so there's that. Back to abandoning books, abandoning <laughs> books. I am so for abandoning books. Uh, I don't get to read many books a year because... They take a lot of time. I'm a slow reader. Uh, if you think about how long an unabridged audiobook is, it's you know maybe for a full book, 10 to 20 hours of listening. And I read at about the same pace that I listen. So I'm not a speed reader. So it might take me 10 to 20 hours to read a normal length book. And so if I start and I'm five hours in, if I'm not liking it, I don't want to commit those next 15 hours. That's a lot of time to commit to something that I don't like. So I am so out on finishing books that suck. And I don't know why there would be an argument against that. So against or okay, for, thank you, for whatever your thing. I agree <laughs> for abandoning you. books. Yes. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, Mike, you look like you're having some reactions. <laughs> <laughs> I wish everyone could see Wynan's reactions. <laughs> what uh, What do you think about abandoning books, Mike? Uh, man, guys, oh, I used to be a reader, guys. Oh, I used to read <laughs> so much. Oh, so good at reading. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a commute that was 45 minutes on the L every day. I would just crush through books. And I was I, then I moved to Texas where everyone drives everywhere. And I didn't have that time anymore. Uh, and so I don't read anymore. But then COVID came and be like, maybe the silver lining was I'll have enough time to read. But now instead, I just doom scroll about how the whole <laughs> fabric of society is falling apart. Type of reading in through Twitter. It's technically reading, but it doesn't make me feel good. Um <laughs> So if I were to read a book again, and Christ, I hope I will, uh, I, uh, I'm i going to want to make it meaningful and valuable to me. Uh, the sunk cost fall fallacy is one that I fall into in a lot of areas where it's like I spent so much time practicing this and I'm not good at it or I spent so much time at this job and it. And I might as well stick it out or no quitting can be really good a lot of times. <laughs> uh, and particularly for media, just because you paid $17 for a book. You know, your time, I would hope, is worth more than seventeen dollars. Yeah. Ten hours. Um, <laughs> we could talk about what media minimum wage should be in another uh, episode, but <laughs> but it's certainly more than seventeen dollars for ten hours. Uh, and so I am for uh, abandoning books, and and that goes for any medium. If you don't like it, don't do it. 
All right. Thank you, Mike. Pat, how about you? Abandoning um, books. So going back to my topic, <laughs> shorter books. God damn um, it. <laughs> I, I would agree with you, Robbie, but there's um, new, there, I think there's like two of them, new apps where most of them are um, nonfiction books where they break down, like, this is the most important 30 minutes you need from the book. And I listened to a lot of nonfiction books where they would talk for like two hours before they would say the three points that they have. <laughs> and so I think that could be useful, but it costs money. So I haven't done it. I think you're right for, for nonfiction, <laughs> but even the money ball is kind of nonfiction anyways, but I think where you're trying to just get the facts, I'm totally with you. Cut it down. Yeah, but money ball is more historical yeah. nonfiction. I think Pat's talking about like business books where the thesis is yes. laid out in the first three chapters. And then the next 10 are to fill the amount of pages <laughs> required to sell a book. Yes. And usually have no added value. Yes. But Pat, what about abandoning books that you started reading? Um, this has changed for me and it goes to what Wine was saying, the sunk cost fallacy, um, where before, especially with Audible, because um, Audible, even if you do it monthly, the cheapest it is is $14.99 a month. So you're paying for 15 bucks for a book. And so there are a lot of times when I felt like, you know what, I really should finish this. 15 bucks isn't a small amount of money. Um, but then I found out that if you don't like a book, you can return it and get your money back. And that changed everything. And <laughs> Audible, you could do that? Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, it's, yeah, it's how really far nice. Into the, how far into the book can you be? Like, I didn't you, like the epilogue. So I mean, you, you, can, you can return it after reading it if you want to. I don't know if they get mad at you eventually. But there were three books that I did not like enough that I stopped reading. And when I found that out, I went back and they were like six months old and I was able to return them. Huh. Um, so that was nice. And it's the same thing with um, video games. Back in the day, if I bought a video game, I'd basically play it all the way through and I didn't really get when people didn't. But now there's services where you pay 10 bucks and you get 50 video games or hundred video games. And I'll spend like three hours and like being having like a lot of fun and then I'm like okay well that's I'm 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 cool with this concept and then I can just get rid of it which is very nice I like this new economy of um kind of getting <laughs> a lot and paying a little <laughs> Eloquently put. All right. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. I thought that this would be uh, more contentious, but I guess we all are fine stopping reading. All Do you right. have a de devil's advocate op opinion? Uh, I <clears throat> thought Mike Winan might have come out the gate and call us monsters for no, not. No, no. Uh, My biggest you know, regret was honoring. not. My biggest regret in life is not quitting youth baseball sooner. I couldn't be uh, more for quitting things when you need to. Very good. Uh, an important lesson for our children. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. For Against is brought to you by our very own merch store. That's right. We have merch. Visit foragainstpod.com shop to check out our spirited apparel and home goods. We've partnered with on-demand printing and fulfillment company printful.com, so that means that any idea that we have for a product can quickly be uploaded to our store, processed by them, and purchased by you. For those interested, we earn $7 or so for each product that we sell, and that money goes directly back into the show so that we can do fun things like in Season 1, Episode 5, when I paid a Fiverr rapper to rap lyrics over our theme song. If you like that, we'll do more of that if you buy a t-shirt, coffee mug, or now canvas sneakers. Gang, it's that time of the show when I ask you to give me a suggestion for a new merch idea that I immediately ignore for the next <laughs> week. Starting with Robbie, what do you have for us? Wait, did you make the two t-shirt? 
No. <laughs> well, then you know what I'm going to say. That's my suggestion. Probably Make a 3T, 3T at this point. <laughs> Kids grow but, up. Why don't you just ask for the login information and make your own? Because McFadden is asking for our suggestions for him to make it. And Pat, you know as well as anyone that McFadden takes suggestions and then doesn't do anything with them. Make the he two. always makes mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike, you're willing to suggest it. That you suggested. Um, okay, Patrick, ideas that I can ignore? Um, I think that we need to sell our competing um, giant toddler lane in the desert NFTs. <laughs> Nobody's going to understand I that. I don't even understand that. I can't even can't even try to explain it. <laughs> giant toddler lane. Let me just apologize <laughs> on behalf of the show for Pat's suggestion. Oh, is that in reference to a two T-shirt? No, it's in reference to a digital collectible that Patrick uh, crafted in Photoshop. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, my friend and yours, John uh, Herbert Wynan, would like uh, four against hat in black, uh, but like. He wants it to say like FOA, not like f- he, he wants it to be an inside thing where people would have to wonder what it is. Does he want it to be like a, one of those CIA or FBA, uh, FBI hats or like really subtle? Um, I don't know. I think I think subtle. like just a baseball hat. Black, preferably. Was, was so black baseball. What about this? I was given black baseball hat with black thread. So you have to like if you look quick, you, you, you might miss that. it. I think he would be right. into that. Well, we can't. We we black could do. Black. We we won't, but we could. <laughs> <laughs> we will. We will. We'll get to one of those. Thank you very much, everybody. Check out our merch at foragainstpod.com slash shop. And we're back. All right, Robbie. We're moving along now. It's time for your topic. Uh, take it away. Okay. So this past week, NASA landed a new rover on Mars, the Mars Perseverance. Uh, are any of you guys? Did any of you guys see this? I know McFadden did because he's a fellow space geek like I am. Wine I follow it on Twitter. You follow the rover. I do. Very good. Yeah, it sent back some really cool pictures already of, of the red planet. Um, so I wanted to throw out a hypothetical. This clearly is not real. It doesn't exist. But it got me thinking, like, is there a scenario where you would go to Mars? And we kind of talked about this before. But the scenario I'm going to throw out to you is, would you go if you could have an internship on Mars? And I want you to pretend like you're in your 20s, before you had a wife, before that you had families. If you could go for an internship on Mars. Is this a paid internship? Uh, <laughs> it's un, it's unpaid, but it's all, all expenses paid. You get student credit. I see. Student credit. I they, see that game. They pay for the round trip airfare. And you're to like... Mars. To Mars. And like you have like a basic job where it's not a lot of work. Like you might. So no one's really relying on you in this scenario. No one's really relying on you. You're just a sponge. You're going to soak up knowledge. And while you're there. Soak up the poop in the bathroom because you're the janitor. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And while you're there, you can do some traveling and some sightseeing around Mars. I want you to keep in mind, it does take seven months to get to Mars and seven months to come back. So let's say you're going for like a 10-month internship. That means you'll be gone for two years, 14 months of traveling and 10 months of interning on Mars and exploring the Red Planet. So hold on, pause, because Robbie, you're not taking into consideration that uh, Mars and Earth are only in uh, orbital transit every two years. So if you're there for an extended internship, you're actually going to be 14 months plus, you know, your two-year you know, window when you okay, can't get good point. four credits. <laughs> <laughs> but when you come back, you'll have a really awesome a lab. story. 
It counts as a lab credit, though, Mike, so you don't have to take bio. <laughs> so uh, I want to know if this is something that you guys would do. I don't want to start with McFadden yet because I know he's the biggest space super fan of the bunch. It's the setup at Mars. Yeah, like where are we in the evolution? How many of, bars you know, are in Mars? Do they have a sustainable city? You, you, yeah, you have a small uh, outpost there, and there's always like our Martians attractive. 20, Do they have twenty five to <laughs> twenty five to hundred people at any given time are on Mars? Okay, so it's a research lab phase of Martian research lab. And it's comfortable enough, like you, you can walk around and do stuff. They figured out how you can just live some life on Mars. You're in your 20s. You don't have any commitments. Yeah. You don't need the money because you just graduated college. They're yeah. going to pay for you to go to Mars. Where do you go? Would you so I don't even get the course credit. Got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> when I was 22 or 23, I was offered uh, with no interview a job in Durango, Colorado to be the <laughs> he second, did it on purpose. He did it on purpose. Second in command to <laughs> No, uh, I don't think he did. He wait, doesn't did even do know that, he did. You know you did? You did it on oh, purpose, I said right? Colorado. They're all one thing. Whoops. Uh, Colorado with an L. Yeah. How does it just roll off the tongue so naturally for you? <laughs> <laughs> Some people who are just catching on to our show are not going to know what you're talking about. Uh, but in Dur a city in the, the mountainous region of America named Durango. Uh, and uh, I didn't, I was going to be second in command of a camp of a thousand kids. Uh, and I didn't do it because that was very uh, scary to me. Instead, <laughs> I took a job in New York City for a paper company, which is now a defunct organization. Uh, I regret very much having not uh, gone to uh, Durango because uh, who knows? That could have been a really fun. Uh, would have known how to say Colorado. I would have probably figured it out <laughs> at some point. Uh, but uh, it, it would have been a really fun and exciting experience. Uh, and so uh, but if I wasn't willing to do that, I probably wouldn't be willing to go to Mars. So yes, go to Durango, no to Mars. <laughs> what about Mars is the sticking point for you? Well, I mean, I was, the concerns I had there was very far away. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, I was I was going to be in charge of a lot of people. Um, Again, on Mars, you have limited responsibilities. It's really mo mostly fun and games. Well, I don't know how much fun and games there are when you're just trying to survive. It's 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 it still sounds like it's going to be more like <clears> Antarctica <throat> than Colorado, where it's you can't actually Colorado. Colorado. Use your L's. I don't want to. OK, <laughs> against uh, I'm going to go to Pat, because, again, I, I, I know McFadden is super into this. Pat, would you go to Mars? So by a round of applause, who has uh, liked being stuck inside because of COVID? <laughs> okay by a round of applause who would like a 50 50 chance of not living to 30 <laughs> who would want to spend more than a week camping in the desert uh... who would, how about this one <laughs> who enjoys breathing air <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is dumb <laughs> the stupidest thing you've ever ever thought up really? um Okay, then again, it's been then some I, stuff. I'm gonna throw it straight to McFadden then, because he at least I think will provide, even if he's against, he'll provide a perspective on it that I think will be interesting. All right. Well, before we started the the recording, when this is like through the text chain, I thought you were gonna take this from the perspective of you were gonna be the first, uh, you you were gonna be the first team to go to Mars, but you were gonna have a mission uncritical job for some reason. Like they needed somebody. Like who is just gonna like you know mop the floors and, and clean up 
And so like you get to be part of this historic event. Type you know, two fun. <laughs> yeah, type <laughs> two fun, as our friend Eric Lillstrom would say. Um, but like you won't have the, the added responsibility and pressure of, you know, making sure that the, you know, spacecraft lands, you know, safely on the red planet. Um, and so in that scenario, I think I would be for it because, you know, it's this historic adventure and no one will ever be able to, you know, be the first to, you know, step foot on the red planet again. And to be able to be a part of that, like, how could you pass that up? So Especially that is, so easily. It's really to feed your own <laughs> ego is what you're saying. Like, you don't care about the experience because the experience will be similar, whether you're the first or part of a research lab. You just want to be known as one of the first people who did it. I think I would want to take advantage of the opportunities that would come with it. All right. By being uh, able Getting to laid. be. <laughs> I'm in my early twenties. I'm unencumbered. A bit of Mars. Yeah. A bit of Mars. That's a great um, way to break the ice. A good pickup. Yeah. No, I changed but, my uh, mind. I think it would be. I think it would be. Um, you know, the adventure uh, to uh, of all adventures, and to. You but know, why? Why would, would it not be the adventure of all adventures if you because, were like? Because now, if there is person there, if there's a well, you said twenty-five to hundred, you know, yeah. residents at any given time. And you're not really doing That's, much. I think if I was in my 20s, um, I, I, I would still probably do it um, because, again, if, if there's this like base on Mars, it sounds like they figured out the travel. So the risk of dying is, you know, greater than, you know, just, you know, walking, you know, to Starbucks. But they've probably figured out where, you know, they, they feel pretty confident that they're going <laughs> to be able to get me there and back. And you know what? Like, it, it's got to be wild to be on another planet. Uh, how could you pass it up? You know, th like, what's keeping you? Wait, so you're, you're four. I am. I am still four, but wow. I'm way more four in the other scenario. Um, and I think that I would also, but, but I, I'm being honest, the opportunist in me is thinking about what I could do with being able to tie myself to that voyage when I come back to Earth. Yeah, you could sell your story way better if you're in that first crew than like the seventh crew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. if you if you were one of the first people on uh, on Clubhouse, yeah, that's something. But once everybody's <laughs> been to Clubhouse, then it's not worth anything. Also, right, Robbie, I'm just thinking are, about are you how. Going? Well, I'm I'm just thinking about how violent Pat's reaction was just to this idea that like this is the stupidest idea I've ever had. And so, thank you, McFadden, for saying you're for it because yeah, either won't. Pat thinks you're stupid, or at that's least fine. then it it makes the idea a little more valid. So. He didn't Having clap for any of my questions. I clapped for breathing air. For air. Pro <laughs> air. Uh, even though I like that you're four and I don't want Pat to call my idea stupid, the idea is stupid and <laughs> I am against it. I wouldn't do this. <clears throat> um, I think there are so many places in on our planet and even in our own country that the surface of the of our of our planet is a lot like some of the surface of Mars. I could go to the desert for a week if I really want to do that. I could go to Big Bend National Park here in Texas, which I hope I do. I would like to do that for like a few days or maybe a week. But I certainly don't want to spend seven months traveling to get there and then be confined there for a long time and then spend seven months going back. Uh, if I could go to Mars and it would take me a week to get there, of course, I'm going to Mars. No problem. I'll go tomorrow. But seven months each way, that's... Uh, 
a deal killer. So I'm out. Right, I want to I want to throw out one other thing that you guys aren't thinking. Um, now you are the the intern that has been asked to go for some reason <laughs> in this hypothetical <laughs> scenario, but everybody else is going to be a world class scientist, researcher, botanist, um, you know, engineer. You're probably gonna uggos. Be able, <laughs> you're be able to surround yourself with some of the most interesting, learned, fascinating people in the entire world for like a year or two or three. I can't remember what we settled on in the negotiation of the <laughs> hypothetical, but uh, like that doesn't do anything for you. You don't want to that learn. That does, but those same people are probably on a clubhouse voice chat right now. And <laughs> I, I was going to say speak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's you guys are dumb. Let's move along to Pat's topic, which um, I, I want to spoil it for everybody because in the outline, it just says cartoons in the real world. Pat, well, first it says Tom and Jerry and then slash cartoons in the real world. What what do I you still mean? don't know what that means, even with Tom <laughs> and Jerry mean, there, Pat. <laughs> OK, so are you guys not aware that there's a Tom and Jerry movie coming out? I did not know that I didn't um, either. until nope. I saw this outline, but then I saw an ad for it today. Oh, nice. Um, so I have a double question. The first <laughs> one is that, so Tom and Jerry, there's a movie coming out. And when I was a kid, I liked Tom and Jerry. The first one is, is Tom and Jerry any good? Are you for or against Tom and Jerry? And then the second one is, are you for or against the trope of cartoons in movies that are like in the real in world live action movies. yes so it would, like, have been, it would have been nice for you to link to the trailer so i could have viewed that in advance so like alvin and the chipmunks even space jam like you said in the opening um sonic the hedgehog i don't know if who framed roger rabbit is in the spirit of what i'm thinking how is who framed roger rabbit not in the spirit of what you're thinking because i'm thinking more of a childhood cartoon that they decided to make a movie out of and placed it in the real world instead of it being a cartoon and who okay. framed roger rabbit is a movie that has cartoons in it okay I, okay that's a very specific <laughs> distinction but i'm with you I'm so uh let's start with whining because you're the most confused looking <laughs> i just don't understand how you don't remember how michael jeffrey jordan in a band of heroes from looney tunes saved us from servitude of the monsters i'm, I'm forever gonna, grateful for i'm gonna for stop jeffrey jordan i'm gonna stop you real quick because that also is on the brink of not in my idea. how high are you like why <laughs> what is this specific niche that you're speaking how of that doesn't count. <laughs> because you pet on you're talking about specifically cartoons that we would remember from our childhood that are being brought back and the main characters <laughs> so it's not the cartoon still but everything else is not. And Space Jam doesn't count somehow. <laughs> Space Jam feels more like it's a movie about that. It's a movie about the tunes what? coming into the real world. While Alvin and the Chipmunks is just a movie of Alvin and the Chipmunks, but some of the characters are are real humans. Wait, hold on. And Pat, you're thinking about this wrong too, because in Space Jam, isn't it live action characters in a cartoon, not cartoons? Exactly. That's oh, why no, it's, it's not right. They flip back. They it's flip both. back. They, they go back That's and forth. Okay, yeah. So you're thinking more like uh, Paddington Bear or, yeah. or Winnie the these Pooh. These aren't even cartoons. It could also be CGI. See, mm -hmm. uh, Wait, so Pat, so did you say that you are against this or did you not say I haven't said opinion? anything yet. Okay. <laughs> it just, based on your tone, this. it feels like you're so angry. So <laughs> I can't tell. Oh, I'm not against this. 
I think there's only if like I understand two, it correctly. I think there's only two movies that fall into this category: the new Tom and Jerry movie, and and the Sonic Roger, movie. Ro- Roger Rabbit. No Sonic. Wait, said it Sonic Melvin and the Chipmunks. Winnie the but Pooh. The, Babe Pick in the City. But that wasn't a cartoon when we were growing up. <laughs> this is unlistenable. Anyway, <laughs> a four. Okay. What about Tom Tom and Jerry? Uh, Tom and Jerry, I think, falls in the same bucket as our friends, uh, Three Three Stooges. Stooges. Yeah. So they were funny, but they're not anymore. Yep. Second on what Winan said for both points. You guys, you're both wrong about the Tom and Jerry piece because Three Stooges is not a children's like program. It's 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 a comedy program for not children, but Tom and Jerry is for children. No, they're so, all for dead people who are dead now. Like no. they're, from, they're for the past. No, because the, the three stooges was not geared towards little kids. And so like the slapstick humor is like a weird thing that maybe made sense when it came out. But like Tom and Jerry in the slapstick nature is intended for children. I guarantee you, you show three stooges to a young child and you throw and you show them Tom and Jerry, they're going to laugh at Tom and Sherry. They're yeah. But they have the benefit of being a cartoon and cartoons always that's have what the I'm edge. Saying. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Car- but it's because they're a cartoon. But, just, okay. What are, what are you arguing? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We agree that I'm right. Yeah, basically <laughs> what my, what you're saying is all cartoons are good then. No, I'm saying that Tom and I'm Jerry saying kids like cartoon. Tom and Jerry because it's a cartoon, not necessarily because it's a good cartoon, but it's a cartoon. No, like Fantasia, I really disliked as a child, and that was a cartoon. <laughs> and okay. Tom and Jerry, I liked, and it was a cartoon. So anyway, I really want to hear Pat's opinion on all this, anyways, yeah. because he knows in his own head what this topic is. So, <laughs> can we hear what your point of view is, Pat? Uh, so, Tom and Jerry, I have a feeling that I wouldn't enjoy but i'm not a child anymore but i might enjoy the movie because it looks like the movie is more aimed at what children's movies are now which is both children and adults um when it comes to making a cartoon from our childhood into a live action movie um it just depends if the movie's good or not really that's that's your takeaway what my are you for or against and your answer is it depends (laughs) after all of that we still don't know what it is or your opinion on it and not only is it it depends it it depends has nothing to do with the premise of the for or against (laughs) parenthood is broken pat already Uh, let's move on to our lightning round. I still Before don't even wrap, know if he's for or against. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Even if he took a firm life position, it wouldn't matter. Oh, God is dead. Before life we wrap, does anything matter? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's time for a quick <laughs> lightning round. This week, according to the outline, Mike Winan is going to list a few topics in lightning-like succession, and we here are going to share our positions. Mike, what's our broad theme for yeah, this topic. We, we this started section. today talking uh, about not how life is meaningless and, and all all actions will eventually lead to the cold death of the universe. <laughs> uh, we talked about Clubhouse, a, a social networking app. Uh, but it's not the only social networking app. There's actually plenty of them and, and, and many of them for very specific use cases. I'm going to go through five and I want my friends to tell me whether or not they are for or against these social networking platforms. We're going to start with Mike McFadden, Patrick Lothian, then finishing with uh, Robert Silver. The first one is Nextdoor, uh, the social network for old people to complain about their ethnic neighbors. Mike, are you for or against (laughs) Nextdoor? Whoa, didn't know you were going there. Um, 
I I'm against. I don't really I don't I don't use it. I don't like it. Patrick. I'm Patrick. for um because I've have found some use out of it. I think it depends because McFadden, you live where you grew up. So you might not need any information that you can find on there. That's Robert. Fair. So I just joined Nextdoor for the first time a few weeks ago based on your recommendation, Mike Winans. So I have a feeling you're gonna be for it. Um I like it because I'm new to the area and I think there are a lot of people in the neighborhood that are here to help other people out. Like somebody has a medical question that's local to the area and they can get an answer. Somebody has a lost dog, they could post and find their dog. I think that's a really great thing. Like 90% lost pets. Yeah. But it's great (laughs) that there's a platform where the community can help with those things. I also discovered through this platform that there was a murder about (laughs) two minutes away from my house the very first week we were here a month ago. And uh, that was really sad. And the, it, it, it's, uh, it was yeah, not good. So I'm <laughs> for the community aspect, but I'm not on there as a social platform. I like that it's available if people need it as a resource. Uh, and against murder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely against murder. I want to be on the record if any cops <laughs> ask. Uh, next door is, uh, I don't use it. it. It's mostly people complaining about who stole their trash in my neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> but I do think that there are some uses for it, like lost dogs. Uh, but also some of the things that people put out there are absolutely crazy. Uh, some real wackos on that on that site. In fact, there's a Twitter feed called Best of Nextdoor that I recommend everybody follow. It uh, it just posts some of the crazy things people put on there, uh, like stop feeding the crows bagels. They aren't eating your bagels when you are giving them to them, and they're stashing them in my trees. And it's raining bagels on my house. Uh, so check out Best of Nextdoor. Keep this thing running. The best, the best thread in, in uh, our community on January 20th, somebody wrote, hi, hope you all have a wonderful day today. And January 20th was inauguration day in America. And that turned into a thread where people <laughs> were tearing each other's heads off all because somebody said, I hope you all have a wonderful yeah, day. Yeah, it's, it's an awful place in an awful world. Uh, couch <laughs> surfing. So this is a social network where you can meet strangers from around the world and then meet them in real life and sleep on their couch for free. Mike McFadden. Four against couch surfing. Yeah, a point that I meant to make on uh, the, the Mars topic was that I did not travel a lot in college. I never studied abroad. I didn't go, you know, backpacking through Europe, and that's one thing that I always wish uh, that I had done. And uh, I think that uh, couchsurfing.com or whatever this app is could help facilitate uh, travel for uh, young people that uh, are trying to get places and save a buck. So I'm four. Patrick. Um, <clears throat> They they got this URL after the first one, how to get murdered in foreign cities.com. <laughs> Look out for them. Against Robert. <laughs> yeah, there there was a three week period of my life where I would have used this when I went to Europe. So for if you're of the age uh, between twenty and twenty-three and you're going to Europe, I'm kind of for it if you want to save some money and risk your life. Otherwise I would never use this. So against. Uh, I don't want to sleep on a couch, nor do I want to meet anyone who wants me to sleep on their couch. I am against couch surfing. Uh, next but do you up, want people to sleep on your couch? Of course not. Next is... <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> next is Wink. Wink is exactly like Tender, only it's for friendships only. They're very specific about that point. It's just for friendships. Mike McFadden, Tender for friendships. Um, so I... Um, 
think that this is a great idea, especially if you move to a new city and like it's hard to make friends. Like we've been friends uh, for three decades, and so that's pretty easy to maintain. But if I uh, like the idea of starting a good friendship with another adult man <laughs> is. <laughs> if, I don't know where to begin. The only like uh, friend that I've added to my repertoire of friends is somebody that I uh, was the spouse of my wife's friend. <laughs> so I don't know how else you make friends. Maybe I'm just um, socially incompetent, um, but I think it's a great idea. Patrick, I am having a baby in order to make friends. So I also believe <laughs> this making is a, great a friend, idea. literally. No, I mean so that she gets friends, and then I'm friends with their parents. Ah, so so your wife doesn't have to spend so much time with you; it can spend with other people. <laughs> Got it, Rob? Wait, uh, so are you for the app or not? I, yeah, okay. I said this is a good idea. I okay. am. I'm for making friends later in life, but I think to make friends, you can't go in with a premise of. I'm here to make you my friend. Sure you, you need can. to have like something else as a guise. Like if Pat has a child, the guise is, oh, I've got a child and now we're both parents. And the fact you're both parents leads to this conversation and friendship. No, see, right, that's Pat? the whole thing. Disagree. Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like if, if you don't have any friends. But that, no, this is it's not, not something you that I can point out when Robbie's wrong. Yes. Like if, if you have two consenting adults who want to be friends, they should be able to put that on the table and cut through all of the foreplay. <laughs> I like the foreplay. I want the bullshit and I want to play around with it. I don't want to just cut straight to the chase. It is shocking. shocking. I do think turn of offense. I do Rob think Wink Silver is, the... is correct. And Thank you. You two are wrong. Thank you. Uh, if you are doing this app, if two people are going on a date and neither of them have any kind of romantic entanglements whatsoever, one of those two people eats faces. <laughs> you, you might be lucky and you, you, you get out and okay, but it's like eater. a 50 50 chance. There's a it's just a numbers game at that point, whether or not it's going to be a face eater or not. Like, crazy people are going to use this to try and kill you. I can't believe you're for couch surfing, but or against couch surfing, but not wink. You're wrong. Like, okay. wink, it, wink is the same thing as trying to meet a friend on Craigslist. Like, it's a creepy, it's creepy, it's not good. Moving Isn't on, haunt. Wink is the wrong name for this app, though, because like, have you ever made <laughs> yeah. a friend like, hey, hey. No, we can you haven't, but you have said, oh, I'll murder that person. Sure. <laughs> uh, the next Keep one is called, is much more specific in its name. It is called Places I've Pooped. You can create a map of places you've pooped and then share them with your friends and loved ones. Mike McFadden, Places I've Pooped. Um, I'm against, I think, that... <laughs> like nobody wants to know and i don't want to share <laughs> firmly against patrick um this would not be helpful for me it would be in my house and behind my childhood home into my own pants <laughs> robert well i'm the guy who has had topics on this show like farting in public so Clearly, I've got the deranged mind here. I am for this app, but I want it to automatically update. Like, I don't want to have to input something. I just want it to know when I pooped and then just want to output. <laughs> <laughs> output with a geotag automatically. So I'm for it. I think that would be so fun. Uh, my friend Mike Nish, for literally years, every time he pooped, he would tweet about it and say, <laughs> I pooped. And that was like his artistic, uh, you know, output for the world. Uh, Wait, are we not going to comment on the fact that Robbie just says that he wants his phone to automatically track where he poops? <laughs> so he knows where good poops are. Uh, I'm not for this personally. 
but uh, a map of poops sounds fun to me. I'm for it. All right. And finally, the last one is the simplest of them all, an app called Yo. It's a social networking app where you connect with friends, tap on them, and then if you do, their phone shouts the word Yo. That's it. <laughs> Mike McFadden, are you for or against Yo? I'm familiar with this one, and uh, I think it's stupid. <laughs> And I'm against <laughs> this Actually, reminds me. It. Do you guys remember back when we were in college age that there were phones that also had a walkie talkie feature? And if people had mm-hmm. the same walkie talkie phone that you could talk to them without them picking up their phone. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that was always insane. This just, and, but this only can say, yo, the only word. Yeah, allowed to so say this is, is I mean, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Four. But they don't have it for Android. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Robert. I feel like this could be funny, but it's less funny because the person who gets yoed has to have the app on their phone. So they know that it's coming. So funny in Crazy. theory, not actually funny in real life. I'm against. It'd be better if you could, like, with the push of a button, send them a postcard that said yo, like an actual tangible yeah, I like that. thing. <laughs> I'll do that. You guys get on that. Now we're talking about <laughs> cryptocurrencies again. Uh, this app, the, the way they position it is, is that you can let your friends uh, know that you're thinking of them. Uh, but you can also just do that regularly by texting them or writing them or in another world, uh, seeing them face to face again. Uh, so there are plenty of other things that are much better than this. I am against Yo, uh, the world, uh, the entropy of the world is encroaching upon us. The darkness is coming. Tell your friends, tell your family you love them. Uh, don't just say yo. <laughs> All right. Thank, before, thank you. Before we end, uh, Linda from Westcliff sent in a question. Question. My grandson is saying WAP. I think, <laughs> it's how, I think that is how it's spelled over and over again and will not tell me what it means. Does it mean white Anglo Protestant? Because I am a Catholic and he knows that that would get on my nerves. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best quality kind of stuff that you could find on Nextdoor. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that means, Linda. If you are still listening, please consider telling a friend about For or Against. And if you haven't yet, please write a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd also love to hear any uh, hear about any topics that you're for, against, or undecided on via Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or at our Facebook page, at For Against Pod. We just might feature them on a future episode. For now, thanks for listening. Bye. Just old friends on the podcast who build a defense On ridiculous topics are you for or against Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense So tune in and choose the side that you sit on the fence Man, we debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars You're listening now to for or against So turn the volume up, this is for or against <laughs>